Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The word is that there will be a meeting between the Ukraine and Russian officials with, according to the president of Ukraine, no preconditions being in place. We also have the very disturbing news that uh, Putin has placed his nuclear forces on high alert. Uh, so hard to understand this individual and what he's all about and what the plan is. Is that just a safe face or does he have intent? Hanna Lyubakova is back with us on the Roy Green Show. She's a fellow at the Atlantic Council. She is a journalist in Minsk in uh, in uh, Belarus. Uh, at the moment, she's in Lithuania, and Hanna has covered Ukraine and Belarus for Radio Free Europe. Hanna, thank you for coming back on the program. Let's start with the, with the story of... Well, you just tweeted some very disturbing news out of, uh, out of Kiev. What's going on? So uh, the mayor of Kiev, Vitaly Klitschko, basically said that, uh, well, he, uh, uh, he's proud of his citizens, uh, he's proud of the re- residents of uh, Kiev, the capital, but he also mentioned that um, basically uh, the city is at the border of a humanitarian catastrophe because, well, people cannot leave the city because the ways, the roads are blocked and the city is encircled with uh, Russian troops. And this infrastructure is uh, destroyed, so food, medication cannot be delivered. And when it comes to victims, uh, we, uh, so the uh, like he reported about nine people who have been killed, and that includes one child as well. Okay. Well, there is a human catastrophe underway, and there's a tremendous refugee crisis developing uh, on the Polish border, not just on the Polish border, but that is another major issue with, in many cases, uh, families being uh, separated as the husbands and the fathers uh, remain by order in Ukraine, ready to fight. That's the order of the president and the government, and the uh, and their partners, wives, and children move on to to refugee status. What is there? Is it hopeful? Do you have hope for the the announcement of talks between Ukraine and Russia? Is this something that that is that has positive positive possibilities? This is something that even President Zelensky said that he does not believe in. I would say that Russia, the Kremlin, would only be satisfied if uh, Ukraine capitulates. If Ukraine says that, uh, like, we're no longer fighting, and I think that's um, um, annexation of Ukraine or at least some sort of capitulation of Ukraine is the ultimate goal of uh, Vladimir Putin because he um, denies the right to sovereignty, the right to independence for Ukraine and for Belarus as well. So I don't really see this as a way for Vladimir Putin to agree to um, uh, come back, for Russian troops to come back to, to Russia. But let's see what would come out of these talks. Of course, any chance for peace, any chance for uh, to save lives is important. And I understand the Ukrainian authorities that they agreed to this, that they are trying to find uh, some peace because, well, Ukrainians are fighting really bravely. 
But again, the raw victims, uh, the situation is hard. Um, we just heard about Kiev, uh, the capital, but also there are some uh, many other places where uh, Ukrainians are fighting, but obviously they are, they are not as strong, I would say, as the Russian army, unfortunately. So, so the situation is really hard, and, and it's understandable that they are looking for peace. Yes. I would imagine that uh, Mr. Putin will be reacting and responding, and I think we're seeing it, to his country, to Russia now, being removed from the international banking system, cut off from uh, SWIFT. And do you see a connection between that and Putin placing his nuclear forces on high alert? Again, this is something that Putin um, has been threatening with. I think that, th that this is his way how to sort of um, show strength, how to show his power by threatening, by scaring the international community. This is not the first time when he's trying to show um, how powerful he is. And again, the situation is Ukraine is um, his kind of way to show that I'm the strongest here. And maybe he even believes in this, but I think he's... Uh, might be surprised, might be might be shocked by the ability of the Ukrainian army to defend itself. And now when he sees the international response to his actions in Ukraine, he sees that the world is, um, the international community is united, there are sanctions, uh, there is a, uh, real conversations about um, ejecting Russia from the Swiss. Um, there is real support to Ukraine by delivering some uh, missiles, by delivering some weapons. So he, that's something that he, um, um, that frustrates him a lot, and he's trying to find a way how to, again, how to scare the West, right? So he constantly needs to increase the stakes, right? And that's why, uh, that's why he is doing this. Whether this is serious or not, it's hard to say. Another issue here is that Lukashenko, the leader, ruler of Belarus, a neighboring country, also promised, uh, also said that he's ready to um, place to sort of deploy nuclear weapons in Belarus if Russia decides so. So this is, um, again, a very boring, a very um, uh, frustrating development here. Right. Now, the people in uh, Belarus are, and you've uh, you've tweeted video on this, people in Belarus are protesting in the streets, taking big chances because they're being arrested and quite violently arrested. I saw the uh, the video. They're also protesting in, uh, in, in Russia. Do you expect these protests to have any real impact? I think these protests have already been uh, having impacts on the regime in Belarus and the regime in the Kremlin because they see that uh, the crisis in Belarus is not over. And for this uh, one year and a half, uh, the regime in Belarus tried to silence people. But now we see, again, thousands of people on the streets today all over the country, right? And we see, again, hundreds of people being detained. So the regime is reacting to this, right? Because they are really scared of people coming out again on the streets, mobilized, being mobilized, being united against the war in Ukraine, against Belarus particip participation in this uh, invasion, helping Russia achieve its goal in Ukraine, and, and so on. So this is this uh, development when um, even, I think, people on the ground did not believe that this would happen. And I think this would really encourage people to come out to the streets again, because after more than 18 months, they have seen that there are still many of them who oppose the regime and many of them who are not scared. So this might bring this snowball mobilization. 
effects on people that more and more would come out to the streets. But again, because of repressions, it's really hard to predict how many people would continue protesting. One thing is clear here. People have not given up and they're still against Lukashenko. They're against uh, Putin's actions and they want peace and they want support their neighbor Ukraine. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.